p.m. and once again take a seat at the round table coming up in today's show we'll be going over oscars nominations valentine's day and the new avatar film alongside uh, hogwarts legacy and talking to a music producer called isaac peacock we've also got a question for listeners today dc has just announced their lineup of new film and television series uh these include films for superman green lantern batman swamp thing and supergirl we want to know if you're excited for any of these or if there's any other DC characters that you want to see on the big screen, answer the questions by tweeting us at DemonFM or, or messages at our Instagram on at roundtable underscore DemonFM for more. Let's get into the music. Coming up is Stronger by The Fat Rat. We are back. The Oscars 2023 nominees have recently been announced, including some amazing recent films and personalities. The Oscars will take place on the 13th of March this year, hosted by Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, we can't discuss the whole list, but here are some of the best picture nominations. Uh, first of all, we have uh, All Quiet in the Western Front, Avatar The Way of Water, The Banshees of Insurin, uh, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, and Woman Talking. You can check out the full list of nominations on the BBC website. I don't know about you, Sam, mm-hmm. but I've only actually watched two of those. Oh, out of the, out of the list? Yeah. Uh, I've watched I watched Top Gun Maverick. Um, also, I, I think I, I, I remember I remember seeing All Quiet on the Western Front. It's, I, I've got to say, it's, it's really good. It's, it's, very, it's very gritty, because as you expect, it's, it's very gritty for... It's a war film, so war films are always gritty. Yeah. And I've been... It's... It, I find like All Quiet on the Western Front very like visually striking. It is it is a good looking film. Yeah, I um I haven't watched that one, and I can technically only say that I've watched one of the films. Yeah, because I did go to watch Avatar, mm. but I fell asleep for two hours. <laughs> you, fell asleep, <laughs> you, fe- you fell asleep in Avatar. In Avatar, Avatar. yes. Why? And I still need to rewatch it. Why? What what made you fall asleep in the middle of Avatar? I think it was just the music. It just put me to sleep. Uh, I, I'd been up yeah. for a long time at that point anyway, but yeah, it just put me straight to sleep. Yeah, I've got, I got me. It does have good music. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the the soundtracks on it are really good. Yeah. Um, bearing in mind both of us have actually watched Top Gun Maverick. What mm-hmm. did you think to it? How does it compare to the old Top Gun film? I think it's very. I think it was a very good film. It, uh, I, I don't know how to describe it. It's. I, I would have. The first thing that came to my head was spiritual successor, but I don't know if that's the correct term for it. it it's just. The way I describe it's just a really good sequel. I think it's very accurate to the previous film. It obviously has it obviously has like fan service in it as well. Like you know the scene I'm talking about. Ben. Yeah, yeah, hundred. You know exactly the scene 100%. I'm talking about here. Um, the the music is the same sort of style as the uh, original Top Gun. Yeah, and the the, the storyline, the whole thing feels like a Top Gun movie when you watch it. Um, yeah, and I I think that they've done that very well. Um, mm-hmm. Personally, I'm not a big fan of uh, the Top Gun franchise, but I think it's a. I think for what it was, it is a good film. And yeah, I think it definitely deserves the nomination that it's got. Yeah, uh, obviously you've got the the big one there, Avatar: Way of yeah. Water, but we can't really focus on that because that's that's going to be coming up later on in the show. Uh, I know we're and we're going to be discussing Avatar: Way of Water because. Uh, just a, well, we can't spoil the uh, the next segment, but it's 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 it. It's a good film. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I think it's a good film. It's 
It's very, um, again, it's it's a very big production. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you think to the viewers dropping from uh, 10.4 million in uh, 2021? Oh, yeah, I put, I put this in. So, I, so anyone out there who doesn't know, so with the Oscars, it's been significant. It's a very significant decline in Oscars viewers. So in 2021, it was, it was at 10.4 million viewers on television. And you've got to think, that's in the middle of COVID. So you've got 2020... And it was 23.6. That's a massive drop. That's a 50% drop. Mm. And then it's been rapidly decreasing since 2014. And it, it kind of it kind of makes me wonder what why does why is it happening? Like, what do you think? I think with the uprising of uh, streamable content, people aren't watching things live anymore. And I think that with the attention spans of uh, things developing, you know, TikTok's a massive thing where you're creating like six second to a minute videos. Yeah. I think there are a lot of people that don't like to sit down and watch an entire show based around yeah. like movies and stuff. And the people that do are the ones that really appreciate the films yeah. themselves. It's like, it's like my brother. It's like my brother at home. So it's a story. We start, It's just like any time we sit down for a film, I'm watching... I'm watching the film. My brother sits down for five minutes and goes away and doesn't come back for another maybe two weeks. Come back to, comes back to the film. I, I don't know how people do it. Like, it's like I can clearly see it in my brother and their generation. It's kind of it's kind of different to what I am because I I could sit for a film and enjoy it, but mm. like most people nowadays can't. And I it's not. I'm not trying to offend anyone by saying that. It's just it's just it's just a bit. It's peculiar. I'd say. Yeah, most of the time I'm able to sit down for a film unless I'm too tired and then I fall yeah. asleep in the cinema. Um, but yeah, like I, I don't understand how some people can't appreciate a good long film. Yeah, you know, there are a lot of good films that are very slow burners, like The Gentleman, which is a Guy Ritchie film. Oh it's yeah, a very slow burner. It's a good two and a half to three hours long. Yeah, but it is so good. Yeah, I saw the I saw the previews for that. It was yeah amazing. It, it's so good, so good. Um, Keep sending in your responses to today's question. Also, follow us on social media because we have a big announcement at the end of the show. Yeah, it's a massive announcement. Yeah, exactly. It's very big. Uh, coming up is Vandalised by One OK Rock. If you've watched, if you've played any Sonic Frontiers, you'll definitely know this song. So, here you go. Hello, everybody. You are currently listening to The Roundtable on Demon FM with Ben and Sam. It is currently 17 minutes past one. Okay, so with Valentine's Day slowly approaching, we thought it would be a good idea to ask the people of Leicester about their past experiences. Here are some of the responses we received. What was your most memorable Valentine's? Sitting alone, playing Destiny 2, um, then getting frustrated playing League. Sounds beautiful. <laughs> Last year, I was in Sheffield and we played Mario Party and drank wine and had pasta. So there was one time that a friend of mine, um, he realised that neither of us had dates and so he asked me to go to a drag show with him. I got there believing that it was a date and he had invited his best friend. He then turned to me and said that he was talking to a girl and had bought her flowers but she lived in Birmingham and he wouldn't be able to get there by the end of the night because he was working at the drag show and uh, doing a report on it. And I turned around and I said, so this isn't a date? And he goes, no, what made you think that? Well, I'm gay, but this was before I came out. Uh, I had a girlfriend, and on Valentine's Day, I gave her a box of Maltesers, and she uh, moaned at me because she doesn't like Maltesers, and she embarrassed me in front of everyone in the dinner hall. My most memorable Valentine's was probably last year. I watched, um, with my ex, I watched The Kingsman, mm. uh, the, 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 the new one that came out, The King's Man. 
not the yeah so that one which was actually really really good and then we ordered a I think it was Frankie's and Benny's that was very nice um, it wasn't anything outrageous but it was nice just to spend an evening in watching something I like with a good food I've not really celebrated it at all I've been single my whole life so that's an uh, interesting question Probably the Valentine's when I was 15 after I got my first girlfriend. We went to the cinema and we ate food. But it was just good because it was the first one I ever had. I don't think I have one really because I wasn't, I've never been with anyone before on Valentine's Day. So I guess it's just a normal day then. Um, a Valentine's memory I have from last year was spending it with my friends and spending way too much money on um, Turtle Bay. And yeah. Those were absolutely lovely. Um, if you'd like to send us some of your own responses, you can tweet us in at DemonFM on Twitter. Right, Ben, I have to ask you, do you have any good or bad Valentine's Day experiences? Well, I've only had a girlfriend on two separate Valentines, and they were with two different people um, yeah. while I was at Sickle. <laughs> um, back to back. Um, the first one uh, was the last called Chloe, and... Um, Alas. Yes. Alas. Yes, alas. Amazing um, language. As, yeah, indeed. As a, as a indeed. Yorkshireman, I appreciate the language. <laughs> um, but we, we went to Nando's. Yeah, it, it, it was that fun. That doesn't sound so bad. It but... doesn't sound that bad. Okay, something went wrong. Yes, it did. The entire table collapsed with all of our food on it. Oh, no. Yeah. So... And it went all over her because it tipped that way. Oh, no. Wait, what, so Drinks what ha- and all. Drinks, food... Perenays. <laughs> what happened though? Like it, it I know it's, it's just embarrassing, is it? it? It was the typical. They had to come yeah. over and just. Oh no! Yeah. Like was it was it by accident or did was it faulty table? What, uh, I what think happened? it was faulty table because I found screw on the floor and I just assumed that it just went duff. I came in and <laughs> unscrewed the the bolts of the table just to mess with me so that we'd have content for the show. Yeah. Well, yeah. Years before it happened. Yeah. No. I I I went into the past and yeah. kind of you know. I messed with you. Yeah, because this was 2017. Funny. <laughs> what about you, Sam? Uh, mine's a bit mine's a bit depressing, to mm. be honest. So uh, Valentine's Day was two weeks before... Um, uh, was Two weeks before Valentine's Day, I actually broke up with my girlfriend. At least it wasn't on Valentine's Day. Mm, yeah, I, like, that's, that's the biggest thing about Valentine's Day. So I, I heard that the day after Valentine's Day, so the 15th, it's actually like the day where most people break up, like the biggest like breakup day in the year. Is it? I think so. I might be wrong, so don't. don't... I, I wouldn't be surprised if there is a spike after Valentine's Day because there are quite a lot of people that try and get into a relationship just to not feel so lonely on Valentine's. Yeah. It, oh, it, it might be I'd slight. be surprised if it was immediately after. Yeah, so that's it, like, hi, will you go out with me? Yeah, I don't want to speak to you might, anymore. It might Bye. not even be Valentine's Day. It might be just like partners. You know yeah, what I mean? Probably. So it, it, yeah. Valentine's Day comes along. Your partner, your partner gives you a gift, and you just and then yeah, you you, have you a are, fight, I guess. Yeah, yeah. No, no, wait. You you open the box and you you slowly realise that they're just not the one. Mm. I've got a box here. Oh no, I've, I'm opening it slowly. What's the message? Oh no, I I don't want to be with you anymore. Yeah, it's just got a little cheerio in it. That must be. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, what are they called? The 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 the, the the rings that you get in uh, Haribo's. Oh yeah, yeah, Starmix yeah. rings. Yeah, they, yeah they're I not even rings. They're like I don't think watches. they are. Yeah, I, I think they genuinely are supposed to be like watches or something. But everyone Probably thinks watches. they're rings. Yeah, uh, Valentine's Day is kind of it's, it's, it's an iffy one, isn't it? It's an iffy one. Mm. It's 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 very iffy because like I don't know. I, I think with Valentine's Day itself, it's a, it's it's a good celebration. It's good to celebrate the um the people that you're with. Mm. But like I think it's a bit commercial 
I'm it be has honest. been very commercialized, and I think the the need to emphasize one specific day to show your yeah. affection to someone sort of takes away a little uh, bit what, on what, what the true <laughs> meaning really is. One specific day. Japan has two days. Do they? Yeah, That's so awesome. with with Japanese culture, it's a kind of like male and female days. Mm. So it's they split almost like mothers and fathers. But it's kind of one of those yeah. things where you 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 have to give someone chocolates. It's not it's not an if or a but. You have to. Ooh. Right. Uh, we are coming to the end of this little segment. Uh, I enjoyed those stories. I think. Did you? Yes. Yes, they are pretty good. Right. Okay. Follow us on social media for more updates. Uh, coming up is Last Resort by Papa Roach. This is a. A bit of a weird segue. Banger song. It's a Absolutely good song, though. Amazing song, Here is yeah. Papa Roach. Welcome back to the show. It is currently uh, 1.26, and we are back, and we're going to be talking about James Cameron's latest instalment of the Avatar series, Avatar The Way of the Water. Thank you for the good old bit of uh, foreshadowing there, Yeah, it was, it, was a good, it was a good teaser. Um, it was released, technically, last year, on the 16th of December, um, and we can already say that it's going to be one of the biggest films of the decade, earning point. 117 billion <laughs> at the box office and only ranking behind the original Avatar, yeah. Avengers Endgame, Titanic, mm. Star Wars The Force Awakens, oh, which no. is number seven, and Infinity War. It is the sixth highest earning film ever and it has been out for just over a month. Yeah, it's about six weeks. Yeah, yeah, six weeks or so. There's only one film here mm-hmm. that I don't think should be on that list. Force Awakens? Yes. Uh, 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 why? I don't like when Disney took over. It changed a lot about the entire franchise, and I think that the old films are gold. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that. The, the, I think the Force Awakens is. Uh, I think the Force Awakens was the best of the the new films. I'd say. I, I'd say out of the three, yeah, that mm-hmm. is probably a good, uh, uh, the best one out of the lot. Um, although I I do think that uh, Matt, you're a big fan of Star Wars, aren't you? Uh, hello. Yes, I I am. Yeah. What did you think to episode seven? Uh, I like episode seven. I think it's I think it's pretty good. It's it was a nice like reestablishment of Star Wars's back. Um, I think sort of after episode seven, some of the Disney ones kind of uh went off the rails until you get sort of like the Mandalorian. So yeah. Yeah, the Mandalorian's quite a popular one, isn't it? Actually, the Mandalorian mm-hmm. is 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 very popular, it's very Ma, good as well. I don't know if uh, I don't know if you'd agree with me on this. Like being the Star Wars expert that you are, so with the, with the shows though, with the Mandalorian when it came out, like I what is it uh, earlier last year they released Andor, and I thought that would have been an amazing way to start off the Star Wars uh, series, like the television series. Have Andor come out, then the Mandalorian after that? It just make more sense canonically, wouldn't it? I think it's actually interesting. Hi, I'm Josh here. Oh, hello. He's coming in now. Uh, I think it's actually interesting that they started this TV series off with an original character. Mm. Like they didn't, they didn't, they didn't start with Andor, which would have been interesting. I think I would like to see it, but they just started off with a character that no one's heard of. They just know the name, mm. just in a completely original character with an original story. And I think it's interesting how they did that. Yeah, I love that. There's the other ones on there. I see Titanic on the list. Yes, Titanic is on the list. Now, I've never watched this one because I'm not a fan of... Uh, I've seen bits and pieces. It's a, it's a big cultural thing. I, like, I, you just see it. You remember, it. you remember the one scene. It's I, like, uh, I don't think I've even seen any of the clips. Do you not see, like... I've do you seen not remember like the door? shows like Family Guy and stuff. Do you not stuff, remember, like, the door floating on the, like, the no, water? I've, or whatever. I've never watched what, that. Some kind of object floating on the water and one of them's on and they somehow can't fit on the same object. 
Yeah, no, I, makes I, no sense to me. I, I've never watched it, but I have been told a few times. I think my mum's also told me that I need to watch it at some point, <laughs> which has definitely made yeah. me not want to watch it. Being honest, <laughs> the one that I would say is amazing on this list, like Avatar, was good, but I kind of, I think, I, I like the, I like the narrative, but it's more along uh, when the original 2008 Avatar it was more along of mm. the lines of showing off the the effects. I think Avengers Endgame was a really good film, and like I think you've kept up to date with it, it like. After Avengers Endgame, I kind of dropped off. I fizzled off after Endgame as well. Yeah, it was the last. It was the last Marvel film that I went into a big cinema to watch. Yeah, with all my friends. Yeah, I, I think it was one of the last ones I did. The other than like the new Avatar and stuff, mm-hmm. um, I started streaming a lot more and things. Yeah. Well, uh, that's it for this little segment. We'll be back soon with an interview with music producer Isaac Peacock. But first, as they bloom by Unlike Pluto. Welcome back to the roundtable. Before we get into this interview, I would like to remind you of our question today. What do you think of the DC lineup? Is it good? Is it bad? What would you want to be made into a film, DC characters, whatever? Messages in and don't forget about our Valentine's Day question as well. Okay. Have you followed us on social media? Follow us now. Well, I went out and interviewed a graduate who was who is on the road to becoming a producer. I asked him for insight into his experience and how you could even try to get your shot in the creative industries. Take it away. Welcome to the roundtable. Today at the roundtable, we've got Isaac Peacock. Hello. Right, Isaac. So you're a music producer. Yes, sir. That's correct. Right. So can you give me a bit of insight into music production? It's very... It's quite... In, I want to say quite rewarding, I think, because a lot of it is... And at the end of the day, you're collaborating with either either other people on songs, um, either they're giving you songs to kind of help produce or develop, or you kind of have like your own freedom and kind of make your own stuff. Because I, I think I, I probably specialize in terms of my solo portfolio a lot in like rap and hip hop, like hip hop, a lot of um, emo inspired stuff, like um, I can use like like Juice World kind of little peep kind yeah, of like yeah, yeah. type stuff, like especially on, off my own accord, but I also kind of aspire a lot to like Kendrick Lamar's production and things like even way back to like Dr. Dre with Eminem like that kind of yeah. like I've always I've always said like if I ever find an artist similar to how I've how Eminem and Dr. Dre ever got on and like mm-hmm. understood each other that would also, that would be like the key to key to like a kind of successful and enjoyable process but yeah I've, I've done some time at um HQ recording studio in the past year as well um working as like as a live engineer a music en- a sound engineer in the studio as well as um helping different artists like develop their demos and help them kind of bring them into bigger songs. I think one um, example I can probably give is um, there's a singer, uh, Lester-based singer called Amber Cicladi. Mm-hmm. Um, she does a lot of like kind of folk indie stuff, like kind of similar to Taylor Swift. She does a lot, like she she's a guitarist as well. So she's very good at writing guitar chords and she her lyricism I think is unbelievable. Um, <laughs> yeah. like, definitely. Um, very, like very, definitely takes upon that. Taylor Swift kind of poetic take on things, and also like, yeah. and there's a lot. I think she also listens to a lot of Lana Del Rey, which also helps her kind of mm-hmm. formulate telling like really nice stories in her songs, and like kind of using that to her advantage, I suppose. When you're producing, is the aim to kind of help people? Is that the uh, the main goal of it? I I I'd say so. Yeah, obviously, it's great to have it on your own accord and have something that you've done. But mm. I remember like my favorite my favorite thing about working with someone like Amber, for example, was when. She'd give me like a little voice memo recording that was just her playing a guitar and singing. Um, I'd be like, "Cool, if you track me, track me those, track me those guitars." Um, 
and I can track your vocal in separately. I'll see what I can do. I can like program in some synthesizers. I can like lay down a bass mm-hmm. track, try and program some like a drum pattern just to get like a rough idea of how to make it sound when we actually record drums properly. You have you have the ability to help people. So it's um mm. it's kind of you have they give you a starting point obviously and yeah. then you kind of build off their starting point and help them mm. kind of build that song, that 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 sound that they're going for. So you're kind of helping them along the way. Yeah. In a way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know a lot of people who aspire to produce things, but then they can never really get into that area. Mm. And like how how did you get into producing? Um, I kind of got, I, it was a thing I kind of learned, like, I think during the lockdown, I think, because I, um, also I've learned, um, a range of different instruments. What inspired me, I think specifically was, um, how a lot of modern music, um, has that, like, I guess like, uh, for example, I could use like the 1975 for an example, like yeah, yeah. it's all quite like modernly produced and quite like synthesizer based. Obviously not everything you hear in a 1975 song is a real instrument. Um, but mm. they bring in things like saxophone and like different like horn sections to make it sound still sound modern and fresh what would you say to aspiring producers or musicians definitely if, if, if you're looking to if you know you've got that experience and you've got that kind of accountability that you know that you can produce music um don't be afraid to reach out to any like local studios any local artists because there's, de- there's a lot of definitely a lot of um artists either whether wherever you are or even just in the leicester where leicester area who want who love to collaborate i've been at different open mics around like leicester and everyone's just so friendly and wants to yeah kind of like get to know you as a musician and be interested in maybe working with you like either in the future or just kind of generally thank you isaac for coming on the show no worries thank you for having me um that was isaac peacock back to you ben in the studio well, thank you, past Sam. Um, current Sam, Hello. what did you think to the plosive levels on that? Uh, I'm sorry to <laughs> any of the audio engineers out there. That I, I, All the radio studios are kind of filled up, and I had to quickly get some SM58s together, Ooh, and nice. I forgot the pop filters, so yeah. I'm very sorry about yeah, that. Yeah, you definitely need a pop uh, filter. Yeah, you can beat me up afterwards. <laughs> what did you think to his advice? Yeah, it, it makes sense. It's just go out there and kind of ask any studios, any artists mm. that you know. Because, like, it, it sounds impossible, but you probably do know some musical talent out there. Yeah. I know I know quite a bit, and I think you do as well. Yeah, I um, I used to work doing the social media for a DJ called Phil Knox, who used to work a little bit yeah. in Leicester. He destroyed your eardrums. He really did destroy my medically. eardrums. Uh, not medically. I just uh, can't listen to music that's not on full volume anymore. Um <laughs> Because I can't appreciate the sounds of it anymore as well. But I will say, uh, he has allowed me to enjoy EDM a lot more. Amazing. Yes. Uh, anyway, uh, listeners, remember to answer our questions. Uh, well, we've got two of them. Uh, at Demon FM on Twitter. Uh, coming up, we'll be discussing Hogwarts Legacy. But first, here's That's What You Get by Paramore. Welcome back to the roundtable. It is currently 15 minutes to two. Have I got the time right, Ben? Yes. Yes. Sorry. I, no, I mean like saying it uh, yes. wrong. Uh, water cool. I accidentally said the word then. Um, <laughs> question, today's question, uh, you still need, You still have time to respond. Uh, respond to our question about the new DC lineup or your Valentine's Day experiences. Anyway, right now we're going to be talking about Hogwarts Legacy. It is fast approaching. The game is an open world RPG created by Avalanche Software and will allow the player to freely explore the Hogwarts grounds. Though there have been previous Harry Potter games, I think, I'm not sure if you've played any of them, I definitely have. This one seems to be the most promising game of the year to me, personally. Harry Potter games have a uh, big impact in my family. Mm -hmm. Um, My mum 
has played Lego Harry Potter mm-hmm. one to four and uh, five to seven. Yeah, on every single console she's ever owned. That's amazing. PS3, mm-hmm. PS4. Yeah, on the phone. Yeah, right. On the Switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she's also got it on the Xbox ready to play. Yeah. She has mastered that game. My first Harry Potter game... before I, I might try and get this one, but my first Harry Potter game before this was Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets on the original Xbox. Ooh. And I could never finish that game because there was a really difficult level. It's basically stuck in the forbidden section and you have to hide and stuff. But anyway, back onto Hogwarts Legacy. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, I am. It's very interesting. I like the open world aspect. Yeah. It's, 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 it's very, it's very big. You know what I mean? It's, it's a very big world and it's, it's, it's the fact that you will, we, I, me personally, I'd be able to explore a world that I've always wanted to explore. Like, when reading the books, for instance, I fell in love with the world. I'm not sure if that was you as well. Yeah, I, I haven't read the books, but I do have a deep appreciation for, oh, the, no. uh, for the Harry Potter franchise. Have you, um, you've watched the films? I have watched the films, okay, yes. good. Yeah, the, it's, it, the books in the films have uh, massive differences. Uh, that, that's, a, yeah, that's, a qu- that's a quote from Movie Flame. Search him up on YouTube. Watch the videos because uh, he goes over all of the differences in the books. Yeah, I, I've heard that there's quite a lot of them. Yeah, and I've, I've been seeing it with this game. Like everyone's been going through it, just like, oh, is the game accurate? Is the game accurate? And I'm like, that... it's set in a completely different time period, so yeah, eighteen hundred to be completely different. Um, there's not only Hogwarts Legacy going on recently, though, has there? You know, Pal World, which is a Pokemon and Arc mixture, uh, but there's also uh, Forspoken, which is another RPG that have been going on. There's quite a lot of new things coming out in 2023. You hit me with games that I've never heard of before. You've never heard of these games? Nope. They're all over social media and uh, Steam and stuff. It's brilliant. Yeah, like, what is it? The, the, the most recent game I played was Fallout New Vegas, and what that came out in, like, what, 2010? Oh god, yeah, yeah. I play all games. My computer's not good enough for. Yeah, I've games. um, I've been playing quite a few different ones recently. Um, so for example, I recently uh picked up Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, oh. uh, which is a very interesting game. It was, it was infamous for its, uh, its bugs uh, and issues. Bugs and issues yeah. at the start. Is it? it is it? Is it good? It, it is fixed. It is has it fixed been fixed. Yeah, yeah, the CD project uh, released it too early. It Keanu still had Reeves. Too many bugs. I was. Uh, I, I went into it blind. I did not know. You didn't where... know Keanu Reeves was there. I, I knew Keanu Reeves was in it because obviously you. You can't mm-hmm. avoid the fact that Keanu Reeves is in the uh, game. I didn't know that he'd be coming in so soon that he'd be an integral part with his character. But I, I think it's definitely a very, a very good game yeah. so far. Although it did take me two hours to get out of the mm-hmm. prologue. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Hogwarts, uh, going back to Hogwarts Legacy, because yeah. that's, that's what we're meant to be focusing on, Ben. <laughs> uh, it's, I'm not sure if I can mention it. I'm not sure if I can mention it, but... The the memes going around like oh I'm walking down the hall and student bumps into me uh, bang you use one of the curses use one of the yeah. uh, the bad things yes, against the, them the, the and I curses. I can't believe they've inserted that into the game I think it's very interesting mm-hmm. I, I know that one of my mates uh, Nikolai he's thinking yeah. about uh, doing a curse only build mm-hmm. and seeing if he can get through the whole game while only doing that yeah it's it's, it's a very it's a very interesting way of uh, doing it. I, I don't know. It's it's uh, it's it's interesting. It is interesting. It is. It, it, anyway, games are interesting. Anyway, we do need to cut this segment short. Sadly, oh, no. um, coming up is "Detonate" by uh, Yaris Johnson and Yonica. That was "Detonate" by Yaris Johnson and Yonica. 
Well, that's it for this week. Uh, prepare yourself for uh, our next outside broadcast, which will be a special edition, which will be us at Grey's Cafe for uh, the Leicester Comedy Festival 2023 with uh, Sam and Matt as the presenters. Yeah, no, it's, fe- it's featuring us. We're, we're, we are the best humans. Indeed. Although we are going to have <laughs> uh, special guests, Abigail Paul and Andrew Bird joining us. Yeah. I would also like to comment, I saw out of the corner of my eye mm-hmm. both Matt and Josh shook their head when you said that you were the best humans. What, me and Matt are not the best humans? <laughs> uh, well, I think there might be a little bit of competition. I think Matt's a better human. Now. I think Matt's a better human than me. Maybe. Maybe. Anyway, uh, what responses do we have on our social media, Josh? Uh, okay. Well, we had quite a few just saying that they just spent it alone. Mm-hmm. Which, that's a mood. That's, Sorry. A, that's a mood. I've, yes. I've spent many Valentines alone, so... I get I think, that. I think my people. Yeah. Uh, we had one that just said they had a lovely time. They took their girlfriend out to London and they just spent the day there, just like going shopping, going out to a nice restaurant, which is quite lovely, actually. Mm-hmm. That's that's the dream, I think. Yeah. Just go out someplace nice which is, and have a good time. Which, yeah. Have a coffee. Yeah. Have, have a, a coffee. As long coffee. as coffee is involved, it's a good time. I mm-hmm. think, I think, yeah. Josh, do you have any experiences? Um... I would have to say my most memorable Valentine's is when I was with my first girlfriend and it was a double date with uh, a couple who was our friends mm-hmm. and we just went out to Costa and we just had a coffee, we just chatted and then we went back to um, went back to one of the houses and, you know, we just watched Thor. It was good. Mm-hmm. I got like a, a bag of Rolos and a card. Mm-hmm. Did, did you uh, do the I'm going to give you my last Rolo thing? No, what what is that? Yeah, um, my uh, I think it was my mum and dad, or at least they're the ones that told me this. But um, on my parents' wedding day, um, my dad gave my mum uh, a last Rolo from his packet, and it's supposed to be like this whole little romantic thing that you do for a partner. You give them your last Rolo. Well, she didn't give me her last Rolo, so she's <laughs> dead to me. Good to see. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, that's not the case. Um, Matt, what about you? Have you got any experiences? Oh God, um, not necessarily. I've, I like one of our responses actually said, uh, "I've never been in a relationship on Valentine's Day itself." Yeah. Um, so mostly just you know, never not really celebrating it as much in the past, but uh, keeping it chill. Yeah, uh, this year, you know, I've got a couple of plans. Ooh, so lovely. Well, we're not going to divulge the plans just in case the special someone is listening. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that'd be that'd be terrible if uh, that happened. Unless no the special spoilers. someone is uh, the Avengers uh, m- movies, and then maybe you can talk about it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's Doctor Who instead. Maybe it's Avatar: mm. The Way of the Water. <laughs> maybe. To be fair, that was a really good nap. <laughs> <laughs> Must have been. Yeah, it, it it really was quite fun. Um, anyway, uh, I'd just like to say uh, thank you to everyone that has uh, yeah. has come on and helped us out, especially with the Vox Pops, and a special thanks to Isaac Peacock for his uh, interview with us. Yeah, thank you, Isaac. Uh, it was I appreciate it so much. Just it, getting information, get, getting some good good info for people who might be aspiring producers. Yeah, it, it's very good to be able to talk to people that have made it in order to try and learn from mistakes and things that they've done. Yeah. Um, and, you know, learning from other people is the mm. best way that you can better yourself. Yeah. Mistakes are lessons waiting to be learned, but if you don't have to make the mistake, then that's all good. Uh, just to reiterate, uh, definitely tune in for the Leicester Comedy Festival outside 100%. broadcast with me and Matt, because amazing. Yes. Unfortunately, Josh won't be there for that because he's going to be in Germany. 
Um, but, yes. Um, anyway, uh, tomorrow, our friends for the uh, Thursday Tapping team are going to be on at the same time as us. Mm-hmm. Um, it should be a very, very good show for them yeah. as well. I'm looking forward to hearing it. We ran into them earlier. Yes, we did. And uh, it sounds like they are, they're very, very excited to go. Amazing. So... Make sure to follow us on our social medias for updates on the outside broadcast. It has been it's been a lovely show today. Ben. It has been a lovely one. Thank you, everyone. Uh, we'll see you next time. Here is Black Lotus by Echo Break. <laughs>